It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. Uh, if you're new to the program, if you just happen to tune in to 104.9 FM and you said, hey, what's this all about? Well, I, my day job is I work for the AAA Auto Club. I do a lot with traffic safety issues, but I also am sort of the automotive consumer advocate. So I try to help people with their car problems. Uh, traditionally, I always wrote a column for the Boston Saturday Globe, uh, car doctor column for the Globe. Uh, but with uh, COVID and lack of automotive advertising, I'm not. Um, it just appears on Boston.com now, not in the paper because they can't apparently print enough newspaper right now so and also i write a column in the uh, providence journal uh which runs every saturday and that runs in the journal paper and projo.com and if you're down on the south shore about once a month or so uh bob bosworth at the quincy sun uh puts a page of my stuff together in the quincy sun and out in the uh blackstone valley area the um uh, Yankee Express runs my column as well, so you may have seen the columns here and there. And since uh, about March or so, I've been here on uh, North Shore 104.9, and I appreciate being here. Our producer, Biff, today is running all the stuff back at the board. Um, I'm fortunate in a way that I'm able to do the program from home, so that's kind of nice to do, and uh, especially when it gets a little bit busy in traffic times and all of that. So we'll cover some things we have going on in the news. Also, we are supposed to be talking with Gunther Berman. He is the uh, owner of the Newport Car Museum. And, uh, you know, hopefully at some point we'll talk to him. And uh, also we're going to cover some of the things in the news. Some of them are a little bit weird and some of them are interesting and some are a bit puzzling at the same time. Uh, one of the kind of interesting, weird things, uh, Tesla, the electric car company, had a problem with its autopilot system, uh, which has had certainly its share of problems. If you think autopilot really means uh, you can you can allow the car to drive itself, it does sometimes, but not always. But Tesla CEO Elon Musk said last week that his company is close to developing software that can really perform fully autonomous driving. Recently, however, one Tesla customer posted a video showing how the company's autopilot software mistook a Burger King sign for a stop sign. The fast food chain uh, turned the clip into a social media ad. The video shows the Tesla slowing down and flashing, flashing the message, stopping for traffic control as it nears the Burger King alongside the road. The software eventually ignores the sign and resumes driving normally. Uh, 
Happens every time I drive on this road, the customer wrote on YouTube. Smart cars are smart enough to break for a whopper, Burger King said in a video on its Twitter account. Artificial intelligence knows what you crave. It offered a code for a free whopper to anyone who posted a picture of their Tesla at one of the restaurants using the hashtag autopilot whopper. So the first to spend $100,000 on a car to get a free Whopper, one user replied. Trust me, if I had the money to buy an autopilot car, I wouldn't be eating this. The customer who posted the original video later added an update saying that the next version of autopilot no longer confused about the Burger King side. So good learning from Tesla. That comes from Automotive News. So uh, interesting that... Uh, um, interest, interesting the way the cars look at that uh you know elon musk thinks that self-driving cars are just right around the corner and in fact at some degree they probably are but the idea that i can push a button on my car and drive from my house up to the beverly studios um without touching the steering wheel uh, that's a little bit of a stretch, and the idea, especially that I can do it cross country, um, what they call level five, which basically means you have no interaction with the car at all. Uh, that's going to be a long time away, uh, a lot longer away than what people were talking about a few years ago when they said, "Oh, we'll be seeing that in 2025." I don't think we will. I think self-driving cars are, to some extent. Yeah, you know, the level two cars that are around now where they autonomously brake and maybe they even change lanes. Um, the level three cars are the ones that worry me. They're the ones that claim that they will drive and perform normally uh, all by themselves until they can't. And when they can't, it's up to the driver to take over. So uh, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden a deer runs out in front of the car. The car might not be able to identify it quick enough and it's up to you to grab the wheel and avoid hitting the deer, um, I, that's when I want the car to work. That's when I want the car to do all the work. So I don't want to have to be kind of posed over the steering wheel getting ready to take over. I want the car to do it all by itself. And that being said, there are two things about driving. I I hate driving and I love driving. If I'm stuck in stop-and-go Boston traffic, uh, which is coming back, by the way, um, I did some driving around this week, both heading down to the South Shore. Um, I was on Route 3 South at one point at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It felt like any normal day pre-COVID, lots and lots of cars on the road, traffic slowing down to 20 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, back up again. And then a little bit later on, uh, heading towards Boston, same kind of thing. Traffic seems busy again. I think people are back out. But this is, I guess, when we need to be most careful. A Michigan man is accused of stealing nearly 2,000 key fobs from new vehicles that passed through the CSX rail yard where he worked. Jason Gibbs was charged last week after a two-year investigation in why so many vehicles made by General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, and Fiat had been arriving at their destinations with one of the two key fobs missing. All of the vehicles had... Um, Missing key fobs were shipped from the CSX yard in New Boston, Michigan, near uh, Detroit Metropolitan Airport. Investigators cracked the case after finding some of the missing fobs for sale on eBay. They bought three Ford F-150 fobs, traced the payment for postage to uh, Gibbs's credit card. According to an affidavit from the U.S. Postal Inspector, the return address was an abandoned home in Detroit where Gibbs had grown up.
Gibbs worked for a CSX contractor as a porter. That job involved preparing vehicles to be loaded into rail cars and fixing problems with their batteries, tires, and bodies. The eBay account said, I love 12 volts, which Gibbs admitted to using. Sold 1,900 fobs for a total of $60,000 between December 17th in uh, May 2018. Who knew they could be worth that kind of money? Um, no fobs were reported missing after Gibbs was fired in 2018. Most of the fobs which automakers said were worth an average of $250 were sold to a single buyer in California who then allegedly resold them for prices ranging from 69 to $160. Uh, they were apparently reprogrammed to be used on used vehicles. So that's sort of interesting. And if you've kept up with what happened with the former uh, CEO of uh, Nissan, Carlos, uh, Carlos Goes, he's, uh, you know, he had this, there really should be a movie made about this because, um, and he agrees with it. Uh, he was talking about a screenplay potential in the midst of his escape from a Turkish jet executive uh, um I guess the way it worked, uh, he was sort of on house arrest, and he had a band playing at his house or something, and he uh, he was smuggled inside of a box from his home in Tokyo and then to Osaka Airport. Uh, uh, prosecutors said uh, he wired uh, almost a million dollars from a Paris bank account to a company managed by uh, Peter Taylor, one of the two men, uh, Japan is trying to extradite from the U.S. for allegedly helping him. Uh, Taylor's father, Michael Taylor, is a U.S. Special Forces veteran and private security specialist also fighting the extradition. Um, two men have been held for six weeks in a jail, oddly enough, here in Massachusetts. So, um, but yeah, he was smuggled out. It was weird. Um, so, I don't know. So I'm, I'm guessing, Biff, that, uh, we didn't hear from Gunther today. Well, I I tried to reach him. I got his voicemail. I just called him again just just now. Got his voicemail yep. again. So well, right. um, he must be busy. Yeah. Must be busy. So right well, up. that happens. That, that does happens. happen in life sometimes. Yep. Um, nevertheless, I still really like the Newport Car Museum. Uh, I've I've only been there once. It opened in mid twenty seventeen um, in a former missile manufacturing facility. And that was situated on seven acres of land. Actually, the Newport Car Museum, oddly enough, is in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Um, it's just a it's just a really nice place. They did a really nice job with it. The private collection of some seventy five cars at the Newport Museum focuses on second seven decades of modern industrial automotive design and celebrates cars as works of art. The um, They it, it's sort of set up like an art museum inside. You, you really ought to go. It sounds like you were going to say something there, Biff, because it sounds like your microphone's on. Uh, uh yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know I, if you no, I I I really should go. I mean, it sounds like an interesting place. So I'm assuming yeah, this this is yeah. a suburb it, of Newport, where it is, right? Is that correct? Uh, it's right outside of Newport. It's probably two miles outside of Newport. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and it's in it's in the old it's in an old Raytheon facility. So it's a little bit nondescript from the outside, except for mm -hmm. a big, uh, big giant uh, uh, 
AC Cobra on the outside, painted on the outside of the building. It's the Newport Car Museum. And they've done some interesting things, too. They've, they've added... Um, now, now, we don't know each other very well. Are you a golfer? I have golfed. I wouldn't call myself a golfer. But, I, I mean, I, I, I like the sport. I, I, I watch the sport. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. But definitely yeah. not a they golfer. Have, they have... Uh, they have a indoor golf thing where you actually, you know, swing a real club and it hits towards a screen and, you know, looks like the ball really rolls to the hole and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, yep. um, it, and uh, it is very elaborate uh, and pretty fancy. And it's open, I think it's open Monday to Friday. I don't think it's open on the weekends because I guess people who play golf have, uh, you know, can sneak out during the day and yeah, yeah. So, but it, but it is, but it it's it's like a very fancy looking living room that has these three giant screens inside of it where you can go in and you can swing and and play golf and it it looks I I, I know nothing about golf so but it's uh, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty interesting and the other thing that uh, is is kind of neat about the um, Newport Museum is the um, is the gift shop. It's not it's not really the traditional sort of gift shop you would expect to see in most car museums, where it's you know oil and things. And but this gift shop, uh, Gunther's wife, um, kind of put it all together, and it has. Everything, you know, all kinds of books, but also a lot of other things. So, and she said about the whole museum, when I got a chance to talk to her, if it looks like oil and smells like gas, I don't want it in here because I want, I want everybody to enjoy coming into this museum and really enjoying the whole feel and view of it. So, um, but, but, uh, really, really kind of a neat place. So, uh, if you find yourself down, there's uh, there's actually two museums in in that area. The the Newport Museum, which again isn't really in Newport, uh, it's right outside of Newport. It's actually in Portsmouth, so it's it's probably I don't know, it's a couple miles. It's not very far. It's not very far away, and it is and it is a um, it is a handicap accessible building so it's easy to get in and out of it's open from uh, even these days it's open from 10 to 5 um, and then in Newport proper there's the Audrain Museum which is uh, which has some very interesting cars but it's much smaller it would be more something closer to the Brookline Museum the Lars Anderson Museum which um, which I'm always will always have a soft spot for because uh, New England Motor Press Association the group that I belong to and I'm currently the president of. Uh, we started. We started and had our very first meeting at the at the Lars Anderson Auto Museum, and it was one of those places that we called home for a long time. And we would have our mail delivered there, and we would uh, we would just we would we'd really be able to uh, just sort of call it home. And it still sort of is. We uh, we normally about this time of year have something called our ragtop ramble and crustacean crawl. So what does that really mean? That means that we try to, there's, it used to be a convertible only of event. So we would take convertibles, we would leave the Lars Anderson Museum, we'd drive up to um, uh, Kennebunk, Maine, 
and we would have lobster up in Maine overlooking the water. It was a very hard day at work, let me tell you. So driving, a, driving an expensive convertible, <laughs> eating lobster. That's tough. Uh, it, it's tough. It's tough. So, But over the years, there's less and less convertible, so it's actually harder and harder to do. And with uh, COVID-19, we have opted not to do it this year because, well, none of the car company people are traveling and a lot of the journalists aren't traveling either so uh for it became a little bit of a stretch so this year what we're doing we're sort of doing a virtual ragtop ramble where we're encouraging our members if they're in a press car of any kind uh go for about a 150 mile drive which is about what the ragtop ramble used to be go have Go eat lobster, take your picture with a lobster, go buy a stuffed lobster, wear a lobster hat, whatever the case is. Take a picture of you in the car, maybe near some water, like like up in Maine, and uh, but it could be near a lake, it could be anywhere. And then we were gonna and then do some commentary about the car, and then we were gonna post it all on social media. So we we're gonna have a little bit of fun with it, and that's gonna happen kind of as a group event. Uh, we're going to try to do it all in one day, all in one morning um, in August. So that should be kind of a fun thing to try to do. So we have, we have, uh, you know, we're trying to keep, we're trying to keep the press association going um, and try to make, try to make the most of it. Why don't we take a break, pay some bills? When we come back, I'm going to talk about the car that got me around last week, and that was the Chevrolet Bolt, a fully electric car from GM. It's been out for a couple of years now, but I've never driven one before. And we'll do a little review about that. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. If you want to call in and give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 1049. We'll be right back. Everybody's working for the weekend. We're ready to enjoy some hot summer weather here in New England and get out and enjoy. And we'll be back Monday morning starting at 6. I'm feeling hot, hot, hot. I should just stop singing now. We're going to be joined by Mark Friedman as well as learn more about what's going on at Castle Hill coming next week. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. It's Erica and Donnie. Right here on North Shore 104.9. Join us Monday morning at 6. Beverly Athletic Club is open and taking all the required steps to provide a safe and healthy experience. Come by for a complimentary workout at the area's premier health and wellness club. With two locations and virtual options, the BAC offers so much. Motivating group exercise classes with virtual and outdoor options. A woman-only fitness studio, Pilates, spinning, chlorine-free saltwater pool, award-winning personal trainers, and so much more. The Beverly Athletic Club, building health and immunity in the community. Get updated info at beverlyathletic.com or Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Hey, it's Donnie from The Morning Show, and as most of you know, I talk quite often about my daughter in Bishop Burton High School. Yes, I know, Dad. My friends tell me. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and I'll be a junior at Bishop Burton High School next year. As a student and a cardinal, I, along with my classmates, care about learning in a place where it is cool to be smart. We are athletes who pride ourselves on our skill and sportsmanship. We are artists, musicians, and actors who share our gifts in a community that support artistic expression. We are debaters, computer programmers, mathematicians, guitar 
star players, student government leaders, we are your study partners, your teammates, and your friends. Since 1963, nearly 9,000 students from southern New Hampshire and Massachusetts have walked the halls of Bishop Gurren and have been the heartbeat of our school. We celebrate our individuality and we also cherish our collective mission to learn, teach, share, work, give, and grow. For more information on how to become a Cardinal at Bishop Gurren High School, you can go to bghs.org or you can call them at 603-889-4107, extension 4304. Hopefully I'll see you in the hallways. So you need a car, but you don't have the cash. Did you know Michel Mitsubishi in Danvers is a used car solution? People tell me the most difficult part of the car buying process is deciding where to buy. There are so many choices. Who has the best deals? Is the car in good condition? And can I trust them? It's information overload. Well, we have a solution. Michel Mitsubishi on 114 in Danvers is the hidden secret on the North Shore. Full transparency, low pressure atmosphere, and people that treat you like family. Simply put, we're different. Our inventory is loaded with incredible options. From Acuras to Hondas, Toyotas, and Fords. That's right. We don't just carry Mitsubishi. So whether you're a carpenter, a landscaper, a plumber, we have the used car for you, and they all have a warranty. Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers is your used car solution. Veterans, senior citizens, you get an extra $250 off as a courtesy. It's the truth. Misho Mitsubishi is different. No shenanigans, just great deals. Visit us on Route 114 in Danvers. MishoAuto.com M-I-C-H-A-U-T Join us this Sunday at 7 a.m. for Dirty Work Hard Pay on the Shot to talk about all your home projects. Dirty Work this Sunday at 7 on North Shore 104.9. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049 if you would like to join us. Uh, looks like Gunther got tied up doing something, so uh, yeah, those things happen. Hey, I wanted to talk about the car that got me around. Actually, I have two weird things to talk about, and I guess one's weirder than... Way weirder than a Chevrolet Bolt, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, the Chevrolet Bolt uh, is a all-electric compact uh, wagon. So no gasoline, just an electric motor. It comes in two trim levels, the LT and the subject of uh, this review, which is uh, the Premier. The 2020 model now has a bit more range than last year, depending on how it's driven and, of course, the road conditions. The Bolt is capable of 259 miles, uh, a 21-mile improvement over last year. The extra range doesn't come due to lack of power. The Bolt electric motor is rated at 200 horsepower and actually can push this little wagon to 60 miles an hour in about six and a half seconds. It feels really zippy when you when you hit the throttle. The... Uh, our Bolt Premier, again, was a top-of-the-line model. It's surprisingly well-equipped with heated front and rear seats, Bose sound system, navigation, premium-looking interior, safety is well-addressed with 10 airbags, surround-view camera, uh, rear camera mirror. This requires a little explanation. The rear camera mirror is not a backup camera. It is, instead of having a day-night switch on the mirror, there's what would normally be the day-night switch. When it's in one position, it's a mirror. When it's in a second position, it is. it uses the rear camera to project onto the rear mirror, and it sees exactly what the rear mirror does. So you would say, well, why would you want that? Well, say you have two adults with big heads in the back seat, and they're blocking the rear view. 
Well, the camera, when you flip it to the camera view, it doesn't see the people. It just sees what's right behind the car. And if the mirror is out of adjustment, you move the mirror up or down, left or right, it's still always going to be seeing exactly what it should be seeing and not, you know, you you know, fixing your hair or something. It's gonna see it's gonna see exactly what's behind you. So it's it's kinda of, it's kind of interesting. I think I like it. Um what one part is that's a little bit weird, when you look in a mirror, your eye actually focuses on what the mirror is looking at. So if you looked in a mirror and you looked at, say, what was behind you, your eyes are actually focusing on what's behind you that's 10 or 12 or 100 feet away. When you look at this mirror display, your eyes are actually focusing on the mirror that's 18 or 20 inches away from your head. So if you're farsighted and you have trouble seeing close, is that right, farsighted? You see far, but you don't see close? Um but if whatever it is, and if you I have believe trouble, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. And if you have trouble focusing close up, when you look up for a minute, it may look blurry for a second until your eyes get to adjust to it because they're thinking you're going to see way behind you when in fact you're going to see right in front of you. But it is kind of interesting, and it uh, it does a pretty nice job at night too. So, uh, just kind of an interesting feature in the car. Also in our test model was rear cross traffic alert, rear park assist, lane keeping assist with lane departure warning, forward uh, collision alert with pedestrian detection, so every safety system you would expect. Um, the ride's quite comfortable. I've never driven a Bolt before, and uh, I expected kind of a stiff, choppy ride because it's not a very big car and it's got a lot of batteries in it. And uh, it was actually pretty comfortable. The steering feels a little bit, it has a nice weighted feel to it, but a little bit on the artificial side. The handling was surprisingly good. The Bolt will never be confused with a sports sedan, but remains flat and stable and quick turns. Like most electric vehicles, after some uh, driving experience, you'll find that all you really use is the accelerator. At any speed, when shifted into low mode and combined with the regenerative braking, taking your foot off the accelerator both slows the car um, and almost to the point where, again, you don't need brakes unless it's an emergency. Um, also, there's a button on the steering wheel that when you pull it, it'll engage the regenerative braking on demand, which stores energy to be used later. But basically what it does is sort of applies the motor as a brake to slow you down and puts more electricity back in the battery. My very first trip in the Bolt was about a 50-mile drive. I started with a fully recharged battery showing 251 miles empty. After the 50-mile drive, it still showed about 220 miles left. So uh, so driving a little bit efficiently um, made the battery last that much longer. At one point, I plugged the Bolt into a standard 120-volt outlet to top off the battery. Um, if that was all you had at home, as long as you charge it up every night, I think you'd be in pretty good shape. Um, the Bolt is capable of three levels of charging. Level 1, which is the 120 volt, 240 volt, which is referred to as level 2, or level 3 DC voltage, which is a high speed charger. Level 3 charging can add about 100 miles of range in about the time it takes to have lunch, depending on how you eat. Um, using level 2, 240 volts, adds about 50 miles of range in about two hours. So that would be the equivalent of, um, you know, if you had uh, if you had a garage and you had something like an electric dryer outlet out there, that would be the kind of charging 
cable that you could use. Uh, that will charge it up pretty rapidly. Level 1 charging, 120 volt, is more of a convenience for topping off the battery like I used it for. Uh, charging a fully depleted bolt battery using 120 volt outlet would probably take a couple days. So it's not really designed for that. You know, if you were going on a 250-mile drive and all you had was a 110-volt outlet when you got to wherever your destination was, you wouldn't be going anywhere for a couple of days. Um, now, granted, you'd plug in and the battery would come up, you know, maybe 50 miles overnight and you could drive to a level 3 charging station and charge it up that much faster. But uh, 120 volt is more... Um, you know, if if you're going to drive 15 or 20 miles, 30, 40 miles every day, and all you have is a 110-volt outlet, I have uh, an outlet on the outside of my shed. I pulled up in the driveway in front of the shed, plugged it in, and it worked perfect for that. Just um, nice and easy, simple to use. Uh, commercial st uh, charging stations are springing up uh, all over the place now. Um, I was through the little town of East Bridgewater. They must have five or six charging stations at the town hall. Down the street a little bit further at some building, there must have been another 10. So you see them popping up all over the place. Um, uh, some of them are free. Uh, usually the municipal ones you see at the town halls and things like that are free. The ones you see at shopping malls, there's usually a charge to use them. Uh, the interior of the Bolt is a bit of a mixed bag. The leather seats are comfortable enough, and the heated leather-wrapped steering wheel was kind of a nice luxury touch. But some of the interior materials just look cheap and don't match the $41,000 price of our test vehicle. The controls are simple to use. I appreciated the uh, conventional-style gear shifter. The infotainment system could could use a tuning knob. I don't know why they decided to take tuning knobs out. The rear seat can accommodate three adults in a pinch, but the seat cushions are flat and get uncomfortable pretty quick. Every car I road test, I always sit in the back seat just to see what it's like. Um, and I could see, first off, it'd be it'd be cozy back there with three people my size. Uh, but uh, the seats would get pretty uncomfortable, too. Um, with the rear seat folded, there's actually 56 cubic feet of cargo space. That's nearly 11 cubic uh, um, and nearly uh, 17 cubic feet with all the seats in use. Um, overall, the Bolt is about as practical as a small SUV. Um and it's electric, so it makes it kind of cool. Uh, the price, though, you know, 41000 for the Premier. Now, if you're in a certain tax bracket where you can take the, the uh, federal uh, energy credit, well, that knocks a good chunk, about $7,500 off the price. And also, if you set up a home charging station, there's some credits for that, too. Um, so it makes it a little bit more affordable. The Bolt by Chevrolet is a fun, practical electric vehicle for many drivers. It could easily replace their primary vehicle. If you're looking for an electric car or even replacing a gasoline car, the Bolt is a solid, solid choice. So there you go. That's what we know about the Bolt. Uh, speaking of electric cars, uh, Nissan's next generation electric, the long-awaited Aria, uh, crossover will get the company's latest automated driving system. Another automated driving system. What people now? The way I see people drive. My feeling about self-driving cars is based on some of the driving I've seen people do. I think they could do better with self-driving. Um, so at least someone's, you know, at least with a self-driving car, something's paying attention because a lot of times the drivers aren't. The upcoming EV crossover won't just be a green uh, environmental play, according to the. Folks from uh, uh, Nissan, uh, they claim it will offer an amazing driving experience and excitement. 
Uh, it'll get the latest ProPilot 2.0 hands-off automated driving system uh, for the all-new electric powertrain. It'll go on sale first in Japan, then overseas, and eventually here. The five-seat electric crossover will have a 300-mile battery range. Once you get up around 300 miles, that's like what you know. That's what gasoline cars are doing. That's pretty good. My my Hyundai Santa Fe has about a 260-mile range on gas. Of course, there's gas stations every 100 feet. Um, the five-seat electric, they claim, will go from zero to 60 in five seconds. You won't have to drive it. Uh, yes, you still have to drive it. You still do. I think it's about time to take another break. When we come back, I said we are going to talk about something a little bit odd, and it might be a little bit odd because it's... Uh, well, it's a vacuum cleaner. Why am I talking about vacuum cleaners? You'll find out when I come back. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you want to join us, phone lines are open. Uh, it's 1-800-370-1049. 1-800-370-1049. We'll be right back. the poultry specialist at Agway of Danvers. Many of you have your chicks and are ready for the next phase, getting set up for outdoor coops. We can set you up and offer answers to your poultry questions. We have lots of chicken coops, Nutrina chicken feeds, including organic, and we will deliver to your car. Just call us. We are open 9 to 5 weekdays till 4 on Saturdays and 10 to 2 on Sundays. Visit us in Waltham or come see us at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers today. Right now at North Shore Nissan, get up to 130% of Kelly Blue Book fair market value for your vehicle. That's right, 130%. North Shore Nissan, North Shore's best location for all things Nissan. Conveniently located adjacent to the Liberty Tree Mall. North Shore Nissan's general manager, Tom Saloni, would like to invite all his friends, family, and customers to stop in and say hello. North Shore Nissan, it's all about trust. To view our specials, visit NorthShoreNissan.com. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Resenthal with you on this Saturday. And here is your North Shore. 1049 forecast serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Hit the beach today. Lots of sunshine. It'll be hot, moderately muggy. Temps near 90, very light winds. Clear, warm, getting muggy overnight. Temperatures in the low 70s. And tomorrow, straight on through Tuesday, hazy, hot, muggy weather in the mid-90s. Showers, storms could move in here by Tuesday afternoon. Cooler weather comes in for the second half of next week. Weather forecast being brought to you by good friends at John J. Walsh Insurance Agency with locations in Salem and Rockport for all your home, auto, and business insurance needs. Offering competitive rates, so call for a quote, 978-745-3300. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Resenthal. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. story of the hot rod race with the Fords and Lincolns was setting the pace. That story is true. I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. One of my favorite songs, by the way, Hot Rod Lincoln. Our phone number 800-370-1049. Let's talk to Mike from Hingham. Michael, good morning. Good morning, car doctor. How are you today? Good. How are you? Hey, I, ha- I have a, I have a uh, a, ra- a radio question for you. Do you hear a, Do you hear a hesitation when I'm talking to you before you hear me? Is there or does it, it sound like a normal conversation? Just then, but not now. No, it's 
clear. It's just like a right line. Okay, good. Okay. So we fixed it, uh, whatever it was. All right. Good to know. Thanks. At least, yeah, it's a click in and on there, but don't worry about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. It's, it's, it's more reliable than my 51 Chevy. Uh, hey, just a couple of things. I want a Tesla. I pushed a button there. A couple of things. Tesla is now worth more than Ford and GM combined as far as their value, uh, which is hard to believe. Uh, uh, also, uh, Tesla, this this self-driving, you know, I'm out of the business now. I retired, but I still keep my fingers yeah. in it. And I'm talking to my friends from Cisco who are going to be the backbone of this thing. Until 5G comes out, and that's not going to be for at least a couple of years, in metropolitan areas, there's going to be no self-driving cars. They're just not going to going to happen. I, I, uh, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And even, you know, there's some there's some decision do you go with 5g or is there or do you you know use a band that's available and i guess the government wants to, i i don't understand this but i guess the government kind of wants to give up that that uh vehicle to vehicle communication wavelength and sell it to the phone companies so uh, there's there's two trains of thought one you go with 5g and one you go with uh, and i'm making whatever it is you know 5.1 kilohertz something you know and um and but the government you know that was reserved for vehicle to vehicle and vehicle to infrastructure communications and now the government wants to give that up uh and sell it off to the phone companies so there's an issue and i know i don't know anything about 5g other than i have a dual band router in my house and it's conventional and 5g and if i and if i walk outside of my teeny tiny house i lose the 5g so i know there has to be it has to be a very redundant type system on top of that so yeah i don't i don't believe i mean tesla says they're going to do it all with cameras and sensors and you know the idea that the you know a tesla mistook a burger king sign for a stop sign or uh, i think it was a week or so ago a Tesla crashed into an ambulance or a fire truck that was by the side of the road for car breakdown. So it actually hit two vehicles with flashing lights. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of work to go. There's a lot of work to go, but here's here's a secret why they're going to succeed in the very end is that they right now have thousands upon thousands of cars out there. Every single one is collecting data. Every time it drives. Yep. I mean, they've got billions of lines of code. No one's even close. Microsoft, no one's even in the same planetary system yep. as they are as far as experience. So they've got all this testing yep. data. I mean, you're not, Tesla yep. doesn't sell you a car. Tesla sells you technology. You're not buying a car. You're buying technology yep. with four, four electric motors in it is really what it is. And I think that what's, yep. again, that this, all this learning, so when you get into the car, Looking a picture of you, it's looking all around, especially the new Model 3, and the new models come out. Uh, it's just a, nothing but a data recovery system for uh, Elon Musk. Uh, and yeah. that was the reason why I believe that personal, your personal privacy has been gone for years, but, but yeah. in many ways this will save you because it'll watch the car. People can't get near it. If you, I think there's a lot of pluses for it. I'm sure that my next car will be an electric car. Just for that reason, but not it, until, you know, it, until they make. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's funny. My old boss wanted an American luxury car, 
and he owned a Lincoln, and he didn't like it. He tried a Caddy. It, it, it was spent more times in the shop, and he bought a Tesla. And I said to him, "Why'd you why'd you buy a Tesla?" And he said, "Well, it was, he said it has all the luxury stuff I wanted in it, and it's American. And that's what I wanted." And uh, and and he owns he owns a, a bunch of different cars, but he's like, and I kind of he says I, I like the performance of it, and it does everything I need it to do. I can go charge it up at you know charging stations for free, and and it and it worked out it worked out for him. But but you're right, Tesla admitted about a year and a half or two years ago, maybe it was a year and a half ago, that they had their cars sort of in shadow mode, where um, they were. Uh, they were sort of in a test and adjustment phase, and people were driving them down the road and never knew that as they were being driven, they were not just gathering information like you said, but they were also updating the information and trying to fix problems as they were going along. So kind of like with your home computer that all of a sudden it wants to install 10 new updates. Well, it was kind of, it was doing this because they knew that the stuff that they did in the car wasn't quite ready, but they figured no better way to test it than stick it out on the road with people behind the wheel. I agree. I agree 100%. So just, that was my two cents. And also, yeah. I'd be uh, remiss. I'd thank you for your recent support and help. Uh, and uh, I share yeah. that ceramic. And thanks for con- contacting that guy. He's oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. So have a great it, weekend. He, he's... It, yeah, yeah, uh, Cochrane Auto Detailing, uh, uh, good, good place. And, uh, and, you know, do you, do you get bothered by the fact that your car always looks like it's shiny and wet all the time now? You know? <laughs> no, but I that, do, but that, I, I like when he did, I know. When he did the Miata, it looked beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the land basket last night, and I got two comments on it. And it's a six year old car, you know, but they do a nice job, and uh, it's always good to yeah. plug a local business. Hey, thank you very, very much I, for I, your support. I, all right. Hey, Mike, take care. Thank you very much. Yep. Bye-bye now. So I said I was going to talk about something a little bit weird, and it it is a little bit weird, and it is a little bit germaphobic. Um, you know, I get I get different things to try out once in a while, and, you know, sometimes it's uh, um, working with a company. I'm not working with. Uh, a company in Singapore sent me a OBD device that you plug into the port underneath your car, and it does. Um, it, it's uh, it's called Carmen C A R M E N. It's it's a company out of Singapore. They're not quite ready for the United States yet, but what it does is it does predictive diagnostics. So you plug it in, you drive along, and it reads similar to some newer cars. It reads, you know, how many how much amperage it takes to turn the starter over. And then it gives you an idea, you know, how the starter's performing, how the battery's performing, how the charging system's performing. And you kind of update, you update the information on your phone uh, once a week or so, so you have an idea, hey, my battery looks like it's going to be wearing out, or my starter looks like it's going to be wearing out. And I've been kind of playing with that. I sent it to one of my coworkers down at our Florida office. Um, they're in sort of the same boat we are, that, you know, neither of us are driving very much these days, so we're somewhat limited in what we can look at. But um, that is not what I'm testing right now. What I'm testing right now is a vacuum cleaner. And you say, well, what's a... Well, this company said to me, we have this little small stick-style vacuum cleaner. And I said, would it be good to clean a car? And they said, yeah, of course it would. But what's unique about this is it has an ultraviolet bulb in it. So it 
sanitizes at the same time. So kind of in these days of trying to keep germ free, you have to wonder about your car or maybe a rental RV. Rental RVs are very popular right now, but since you can't control how clean they are, um, maybe you worry about it. Or Airbnb beds, you know, are and hotel mattresses. You know, are you worried about, you know, how clean they are? Well, some time ago, I got an email from the Raycop, R-A-Y-C-O-P company, about a lightweight vacuum cleaner that not only cleans but sanitizes. It's a small stick-style vacuum. It uses an ultraviolet bulb in the beater brush that deep cleans and sanitizes. So what you do is you don't use the extension wand. You plug in the head right to the end of the vacuum cleaner, and you slowly go over whatever that cloth surface is. So the ultraviolet light is taking care of any of the um, any of the potential things that might get you sick, but all, but you're also vacuuming up and, you know, think of things like beds and stuff like that. Um, you know, any of the stuff that you don't want to know about that's really in your bed, you know, dust mites and all that creepy stuff that they always tell you about. Um, it also comes with uh, the usual kind of vacuum cleaner attachments, uh, a crevice tool, a brush, an upholstery tool, a power head, um, and it's uh, and it's pretty it's pretty lightweight. It's cordless. It uses a small fourteen and a half volt, fourteen point four volt rechargeable battery. It takes about three to four hours to recharge. There's three speed settings. The low the low speed is more designed for sanitation. Um, this company, you know, originally I guess came out with sort of sanitizing cleaners, so it looked like a uh, kind of a round disc with a handle on it, and you would run it up and down over your bed or couch or whatever the case is, and it would pull any of the junk out of the bed, but also sanitize at the same time. Um, it has a HEPA filter, which is washable. It's in the dust, dust box. It's uh, and uh, so it actually has two filters: a, a metal filter and a, and a material style filter. Um, Overall, I'd say the performance is is good. It has it has good suction. It has low, medium, and high. Um, I was vacuuming my basement carpet with it to kind of try it out the other day, and my wife came down and she said, oh, "Let me try it." And she what she liked about it, and I didn't because I don't vacuum the way she does. She liked the idea that you could it you could lean it to one side and it would easily vacuum under furniture. I vacuum up to the furniture. She vacuums under the furniture, but she liked the way it did that. Um, so it was a lot more flexible. Uh, the vacuum uses the same germicidal UV light found in uh, hospitals to sanitize floors and soft surfaces, stuff like that. Um, they claim it gets rid of 99.9% .9 of everything, bacteria, viruses, and dust. Um, I always wonder what that 0.9% is. You know, when you look at Lysol and those things, it says kills 99%. 99.9% of something. And it's always, what's that point one? Why is it, why is that point one of something so resilient? But pretty nice that you can vacuum and sanitize at the same time. Runtime is based on the speed of the unit. It's really designed for quick clean touch-ups. I would say you get about 38 minutes of low speeds on the sort of low speed sanitizing setting, 20 minutes on the medium setting, and only about 10 minutes maybe on the high setting. Overall, I liked it for a quick cleanup project so you don't have to drag out the bigger uh, vacuum out to the car maybe. Uh, the idea that you can vacuum up dust mites and other icky stuff as well as sanitizing is pretty good. Um, might even be something you, if you're really worried, if you're really a little bit more germaphobic, uh, you know, maybe bring it with you on your next hotel stay. 
I know one thing. When I used to stay in hotels a lot for work, the first thing I would do is take the comforter, throw it off the bed, uh, sanitize the remote control. What people do with these things? And back then, people had people use phones. I would never touch the phone. So I guess I'm a little germaphobic as it is. But the idea that you can sanitize something with a little portable unit that doesn't take up any room, not too bad. Uh, the Raycop Omni... It's summertime, summertime, sum, sum, summertime, 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 summertime. Hi, this is Frank of Boston Fence and Vinyl in Historic Beverly. Let us show you how the right fence can enhance the beauty and define the lines of your piece of the American dream, your home. And remember, one if by land, two if by sea. Paul Revere's on our logo and the estimate's free. Call the original Boston Fence and Vinyl for an appointment today. 1-800-585-7753. That's the original Boston Fence and Vinyl. Buying a used car can be frustrating. Where do you go? Who do you trust? And who has the best price? 40 million used vehicles were sold in the United States last year. We understand your concerns and anxiety at Michel Mitsubishi and Danvers. We have 150 used vehicles in stock, fully reconditioned with a warranty. We're a family-run dealership with 10 service bags. Dad, what does that mean? That means you can buy a used vehicle with confidence and we back it with a warranty. If you don't like the vehicle, bring it back within 30 days. We'll exchange it for another one of equal value. Everyone has their favorite breakfast spot. We want to be your favorite used car spot. We guarantee the best price, guarantee our vehicles are serviced, and we give you a warranty. We take care of our veterans, our local community, and we'll take care of you. My name's Kevin Michaud. I guarantee it. We are your feel-good dealer. Michaud Mitsubishi. Mary, and let me tell you about my brother-in-law, Joe. Joe's been physically and intellectually challenged since he was a boy. His mom devoted her life to caring for Joe. When she no longer could, his care fell into our hands. Adult foster care of the North Shore gave our family guidance and knowledge, plus provided information on available financial assistance through MassHealth. If you're in a similar situation with limited resources, call Adult Foster Care of the North Shore at 978-281-2612 or visit adultfostercarens.com. As you get back to business, small things can make a big difference, like marking safe distances with floor tape and posting reminders to wash hands. As always, Granger is here to help. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Free access to product specialists, 24-7 support, safety recovery guides, and more. It's part of our commitment to help you adapt and recover in these challenging times. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. to the car doctor program uh well that was sort of well, I, I learned something new uh i learned that and and the equipment that i'm using to broadcast distantly i guess uh you know we're remaining distant 
that I'm using to broadcast distantly uh, uses a special application that goes through a piece of equipment at the radio station. And I use it with an iPad and a microphone thing, processor thingy. And what happened was my cell phone is an iPhone. And sometimes when my iPhone rings, it rings through my iPad. So you can take a phone call on your iPad and your phone can be somewhere else. Well, when my cell phone rang, it rang on the iPad, which disconnected the app, which uh, fortunately Biff is has lightning fast reflexes and he just, we need to take a break anyway. So it all worked out. It all worked out good. It did. So it did. But I mean, so, but we learned something today, though. We did. We did. I learned shut off my phone is what I learned. Don't have my phone on when we're doing when we're doing this. So we learned something new. And uh, thank you for your lightning fast reflexes. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm not sure about the lightning fast, but thanks. I well, well, you 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 got it done because I'm I'm sitting here going. Ah, I think we got disconnected. I wonder what happened. Uh, yeah. So yeah, anyway, the, the, the most frightening sound in radio: silence. Yep. Yeah, and uh, somebody somebody said to me, if you can say dead air in the amount of time that in the amount of dead air you have, it's too long. Way too long. So yeah, so uh, so thank you for covering that up. I you know I think I got to the point where I said uh, you know about if you're interested in this vacuum where you can get it, it's it's called the Raycop Omni Air R A Y C O P Omni Air, and it's the lightest of the Raycop vacuums, and you can find out more information at Raycop.com. R a y c o p dot com. So, if you want to find out more information about how to uh, how to uh, sanitize and you with UV light and vacuum at the same time, I know when I was vacuuming my basement, which is carpeted, it pulled a lot of stuff out of it. Now, granted, I've, I've been sort of living down there for three months. That's been my little home office. I guess I should vacuum more often. But now I have no excuse not to. <laughs> and vacuum under the furniture, apparently. That's what you're supposed to do. Not around do you, it? Do you, do you move stuff when you dust? Let's see. I wonder if my wife is listening. I've, a, I don't dust, but I do yeah. vacuum on occasion. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I move furniture. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All let's right. let's okay. run with that. Show off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there, There is a company called Morgan. They've been making cars for ages and ages and ages. And... Uh, the, and uh, change comes slowly to British car makers, according to an article here. The original Land Rover, for instance, came out in 1948 and it soldiered on with minimal changes until 2016. The first generation Mini Cooper debuted in 1959, hung around until 2000. But one British automotive architecture is the granddaddy of them all. The steel ladder frame under the Morgan Plus 4 sports car. The shape of the car has changed a few times since the steel ladder frame was introduced in 1936. But the rugged frame remained true to the original design featuring a leaf spring rear suspension and usual sliding pillar front suspension. The setup ensures the tire tread stays flat on the road as the shocks compress and rebound. Morgan last week built its last steel frame sports car and shipped it to one of its company's most loyal customers. Morgan has switched to a lighter, stronger bonded aluminum platform and architecture it introduced last year on the Plus 6. Morgan said the 84-year-old production run of the original steel frame is still a world record. And the total number of cars built using that frame over 84 years is 35,000. Well, 35,000 isn't a lot of cars, but the idea that they're still using essentially the same 
the absolute same frame is is kind of is kind of interesting. Um, Mike from Hingham mentioned something about Tesla and some of the electric car companies. How Tesla is worth more than Ford and GM right now. Um, what's interesting about that was I remember years ago when uh, Tesla first started their electric car company, and uh, Fisker was also right there at the same time. And I was talking with somebody. I said, you know what? I bet in 25 years, and back then Tesla was taking a Lotus, and they were putting a bunch of batteries in it, an electric motor, and they were calling it their sports car. And I said, you know what? I think in 25 years we're going to look back at Tesla and um, and Fisker and say, you know, they were a lot like, like Tucker was. Um, interesting car, novel ideas. The owners had a great time with them, and it was not a car company. Well, I was 50% right. Uh, Fisker is, actually Fisker is coming back, but not anywhere the same kind of car it was. But uh, Tesla showed me how wrong I was, which is why if you're looking for car advice, give me a call. I will be happy to answer your car questions. If you're looking for financial advice, don't don't ask me. Ask somebody who knows what they're talking about, because I don't. But yeah, um, Fisker and now Karma are both uh, launching some new models. Uh, Fisker was uh, founded in 2007, and uh, uh, you know it uh, it didn't do fantastic. It wasn't it wasn't that great a car. But Karma uh, has real production, real technology, and real dealers now, according to uh, some stories I was just reading. The Fisker deal announced uh, last week has gone through Beacon's private equity firms so they got some money behind them so maybe they'll turn around and come back hey that music in my ear means it's time to take uh time to leave for today next week we're going to be talking to uh actually somebody from boston robotics about how they're using uh these fully functioning robots in some of the uh automobile assembly plants so we get that on tap we also might talk to buddy george kennedy to find out what's going on with him these days i saw him this past tuesday and uh he said when can i come back on your show again i had a really good time so that's what we got going on for next week until next time first off thank you to biff for doing everything you do back at the studio thank you sir until next week make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely be good to your car and wash your hands and stay safe talk to you all next week bye bye